0: Welcome, and thank you for listening to the podcast of North Etowah Baptist Church. Visit us online at northetowah.org. Rather than church being a place where people far from God are met with shame, guilt, and condemnation, we believe Jesus leads us to be a family that extends His grace, mercy, and forgiveness to everyone. We hope you enjoy today's service.
1: In Ephesians chapter 4, I want us to read a few verses here, beginning with verse number 11. Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 11, and following. God's Word says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, And He gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers By human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. Verse 15, rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped When each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Let's pray together, church. Father, thank you for the reading of your word, and I thank you for allowing me to stand before this people. And Lord, I pray that your word would be exalted, and I pray that my mouth would speak what you want me to speak, God. Uh, inspire and just show me where where to turn and what to say. Thank you for giving this message and open our hearts and minds, open our ears that we will hear from you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. This morning, I want to begin with an experiment. I want to begin with an experiment, and I'm going to ask you to imagine a situation, okay? We're going to go to a situation. I want all of you, even in the balcony, even down here on the back row and in the middle, and even up here in the front, we got people in the front row. We want you to experience this imagination. So let let your imagination run with what I'm about to share with you, and then I want you to think about how you would respond, Okay? You're going to the shop to pick up your car, your truck, your your vehicle after a routine tune-up. The mechanic says to you, this car is in great shape. There's not a single problem with it. Bumper to bumper, you've got a great vehicle. You have obviously taken real good care of your vehicle. You thank him and... You drive off. But later that day, you hit the brakes. And you hit them again. And the car keeps rolling. And you're, you're panicking and you end up slam into a tree. Thanks to your airbags, you're okay. But an investigation leads to see the reason for your accident where the brakes didn't work. You thought, well, yeah, go figure, I was pushing it, it didn't work. But then you say, you find out from this investigation that you were completely out of brake fluid. There was no brake fluid in your brake lines. You go back to the mechanic and you say, hey, I was out of brake fluid. Why didn't you tell me? The mechanic replies, well, I'm sorry, but I just didn't want you to feel bad. And plus, to to be honest, I was just afraid you might be upset. I didn't want you upset with me. And I want this service area here to be a place where you feel loved and accepted. And and I just didn't want to tell you anything negative. I wanted everything to be positive here at my uh, shop. How would you feel about the story I just read you? You wouldn't be happy. If you're like me, you would not be happy. I wouldn't be happy. I wouldn't like it I I want the truth when I go to my mechanic I want him to tell me the truth I don't want to hear a bunch of fluff I want to hear the real deal now doesn't mean I'm gonna like the truth that's for sure I know there's been times where I've had to take a vehicle to the mechanic and later in the day Tara gets home and she don't like it either Uh, we don't like it when we get some of that news that we get to hear when we have to go to mechanic but friends just having that good feeling ain't going to help your car be any better. And having that good feeling that you had didn't help you stop because your brakes didn't work. Are we on the same page? Are we getting there? Do you see where I'm at here? When something matters to us, we don't want a fake comfort to deal with the pain avoidance. We just want you to tell me I may not like the news, Doc, but just tell me. I may not like the news about my vehicle, but just go ahead and let me have it. And here in this time, this, this time of year, I may not like what my insurance or my tax uh, appraiser or my tax uh, adjuster or preparer tells me, but just tell me. Spit it out. Let's hear it. I bring this up because, friends, if there's anywhere that we ought to hear the truth, it ought to be right here with church building. This church with church people. Imagine going to the church now. Let's change gears. Imagine you go to a church and, and when you walk in the doors, they say, uh, you can't control your anger. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. No one here is going to confront you because you can't control your anger. We, we don't like conflict around this place. We don't want you to feel uncomfortable. And... You've committed some sexual sins. It's no big, don't worry about it. Everybody does it anyway. There's not going to be any talk of that in this place. You know, we all occasionally sin, so, you know, there's, there's sin out there, and uh, nobody's going to talk, talk to you about your sin because then you wouldn't feel good. We want you to feel good when you come here, and, and the goal of church is feeling good, isn't it? Wouldn't you like to go to church like that where anything goes? church just makes you feel good even if it ignores the truth, I hope you wouldn't say yes to that. I hope that in the church house we get to hear the truth because today the title is to tell the truth. That's what the title of this message is. Now, please, I'm telling you a lot of negatives. Don't misunderstand me. We have a lot to be excited about in, in, in our Christian walk. We have a lot to feel good about. But if you only come to church or you listen to a pastor or a church just to feel good, then you've got the wrong impression of what Christianity is. And what worship is about. Worship ain't about just coming and feeling good all the time. We have got to get the truth out there because Jesus Christ is truth. We worship Jesus Christ, about whom John said in John chapter 1, verse 14, he said, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. The glory is of only Son from Father, full of grace. Full of grace and what? Truth. Truth. Jesus said himself in John 14, 6, he said, I am truth. Friends, we have got to stand on the truth. We have got to stand on this word, which is truth. A healthy church, a healthy body of believers is one who follows Jesus as the head. And a healthy body, a healthy church is a place of truth. It's a place where we love each other enough to be honest. A place where we admonish each other when it is needed. A place where we are lovingly Did you notice that first word? Lovingly truthful. We have got to practice what this scripture says in Ephesians 4. We have got to be lovingly truthful about the sin that so easily besets us. In our text here, Paul is writing to the church in Ephesus. He is writing and apparently this church in Ephesus has gotten to the point where they just preferred hearing stuff that makes them feel good. Just preacher, make us feel good. We'll come for an hour. We'll listen to you and we'll get all mushy and then we can go home. So Paul wrote them there in, in verse 14 and 15 and he said, instead of feeling good, you need to speak the truth in love so that we'll all grow up in, in to, to him who is the head, who is Christ Jesus. Jesus is the head. Speak the truth in love. One of the benefits of being a member of a church, one of the benefits of connecting with others in the church is that they have an ability to see the sin that we are blinded by or that we are blind to. You see, sometimes we get so deep in our iniquities that we are blinded and we don't see the stuff we're actually doing. We need this aspect of fellowship because part of the damage that sin causes is this blindness. We do it and do it and do it and you, you end up getting glasses and then they start getting darker and darker and darker till you're just blind. To the sin that you are committed, committing. And I know me, I can see that speck in your eye. I see every one of you's got specks in your eyes. But I can't see that big old two by four hanging out of mine. And that's the way we all are. We can look at everybody else's faults and see their mess they have got, the speck in their eye. But we're walking around with a two-by-four flopping out of our eye, and we are blind to it. In God's Word, we're reminded of how sin blinds us. Some Christians deceive themselves into thinking they don't have any issues. I'm just good. I don't have any problems. 1 John chapter 1 and verse 8 says, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And it gets, uh, oh my! It gets really deeper, and 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 the truth is not in us. Huh. Obadiah three, that's chapter one, verse three. That's sort of weird how that works. Obadiah is just one chapter, so it's Obadiah three. The pride of your heart has deceived you. Pride. Jeremiah seventeen. Verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? (laughs) Our sin does blind us, friends. We deceive ourselves into thinking we're basically good. You know, he's talking about TV shows, and and some of you might have seen that movie. It's it's been many years ago, A Few Good Men. And if you've not seen it, then you probably have seen the commercial or something about this this scene. Jack Nicholson is in it, and so is uh, Tom Cruise. And Jack Nicholson is on the witness stand. And Tom Cruise asks him, says, I just want the truth. And Jack Nicholson looks at him. You want the truth? You can't handle the truth. Friends, sometimes that's true. It's hard to handle the truth sometimes. That's what I was talking about a while ago. Sometimes I don't like the truth that I hear. Sometimes it's hard to see what is the real issue. Sometimes it makes me sick to see that I'm the cause of what I thought was something else. But the truth is hard, but we've got to have the truth. It's hard to admit our flaws, but we've all got them. You remember what Jesus said in John 8:32? He said, You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. We need, need to see our sin. We have to face our sin. We have to handle it if we're going to proceed towards spiritual maturity. Get away from this little milk that we're lapping up and let's get into some meat, some good stuff. Because we have got to grow in spiritual maturity. A, A Christian who can never admit that he or she is wrong is not growing toward Christ's likeness. Friends, every one of us is a mistake we all make mistakes. I shouldn't say we're a mistake because God don't make those. But we all make mistakes. We all do. We all mess up. Remember James 4 and verse 6. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. We've got to realize we mess up and don't walk around haughty and proud. But remember that we have got to be humbly coming to Jesus every day, asking for His forgiveness. Sometimes the things that other people see in us, we are blind to. But if we are really loved, and if we really love each other, then we need friends to tell us the truth. God gave a charge to Ezekiel. In Ezekiel 3 in verse 17 listen to what God said to Ezekiel he said son of man I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel whenever you hear a word from my mouth you shall give them warning from me I would like to take that verse and say ladies and gentlemen boys and girls I believe God has called you and me to be watchmen over each other we need to lift up each other and we need to remind each other and we need to sometimes admonish each other and we need to be Christians with one another we are supposed to be watchmen for each other. And as watchmen for each other, the very next verse in Ezekiel, in Ezekiel 3 and verse 18, it says, If I this is God talking, he said, if I say to the wicked, you shall surely die, and you give him no warning. Did you hear that? If I say to the wicked that you're gonna die, and you don't and Ezekiel, if you don't give him a warning, nor speak to warn the wicked from his wicked way in order to save his life, that wicked person shall die for his iniquity. But his blood I will require at your hand, Ezekiel. God says, if you don't tell the truth, if you don't admonish each other, If you don't build each other up, if you don't take care of one another, if you don't point out the wickedness in each other's life, because friends, we have got to be a testimony to the world outside. And only one bad apple will spoil the whole bunch. We all have got to lift each other up. God says, if you don't, I'm going to hold you responsible. We have a responsibility to love each other enough to tell the truth. You remember the saddest chapter in the life of David. David had everything going for him. David, the king, he committed adultery with another man's wife. And she became pregnant. And then David thought, well, I know what to do. And he arranged, because he's the king, he arranged for that woman's husband to be murdered. And then David married that woman. Her name was Bathsheba, if you remember. A year later, Nathan the prophet comes to David he knew and loved his king enough to go to David to approach him and Nathan shared this brilliant parable and he told David about this rich man who had killed a lamb and this lamb had been owned by a very poor man and it was the only lamb he had David, after he heard this story, he was irate. He was mad. He said, Who is that? That should never have happened. (laughs) 2 Samuel, chapter 12, verse 7 through 9, but verse 7 specifically, Nathan said to David, You are the man. It tore David apart. Suddenly, he saw that two-by-four hanging out of his eye. Suddenly, he was distraught. He realized that story was about him. He was crushed. But that story, friends, it saved his spiritual life and it saved his career. Who's your Nathan right now? Somebody that loves you enough to and loves you so much that they'll tell you the truth, even though sometimes it hurts to admonish you. Who is God calling right now to be a Nathan right now? Is somebody? Call, is, is God calling you to saying, you know, you need to talk to Him, you need to talk to her, to take a stand? Paul said, the apostle Paul, he was writing to the Galatians, and he said in Galatians two eleven, he said, he said one time. Oh, Peter came to Antioch, and I had a face-to-face confrontation with him because Peter was clearly out of line. Paul loved Peter enough to talk to him. Peter had given in to the pressure, and he had become so legalistic, and he had become exclusive, and Paul loved him enough to say, Peter, you're wrong. Who knows what would have happened if Paul hadn't confronted Peter? I don't know. Who is your Paul? Paul. That loves you so much, they'll tell you the truth, even though sometimes it hurts. See, truth hurts sometimes. There are times when, well, let's just be honest. There's times where I've been eager to tell the truth. You know what I mean? I've been eager to go tell somebody, I tell you the truth because it's going to hurt, and I'm glad I'm going to hurt you because, because. truth with no love involved, it does hurt. And and, and I just want to, I don't like that person anyway, so I'm going to make sure that he or she hears the truth and I want to tell them the truth. And and I don't care what it hurts because I want them to hear the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Paul didn't tell us to speak the truth with self-righteous indignation. Paul said, speak the truth in love. Ephesians 4.15 Speak the truth in love and Jesus told us also he said you've got to go to that person in Matthew 18 you know how that goes Jesus said, "If your brother sins against you, go, 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 and tell him his fault between him and you alone. Just go to him. If he listens to you, you've gained a brother." Verse sixteen says, "But if he doesn't listen, take one or two others along with you, that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses." Verse 17 says, if he refuses that too, if he refuses to listen to him, tell it to the church. And and then if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and tax collector. In other words, get him out. But friends, that's hard, isn't it? (laughs) That's not fun. It's not easy. And you know, frankly, going takes too much time. I'd rather type in a nasty text message or email. Get it gone. Send them a letter. Just so I can get it off my chest and tell that person what for. Because you know a lot of times we don't want to make things right. We just want to hurt somebody because they've hurt us. So we speak the truth but we don't add the love to it. Today, I just want us to remember that God tells us to speak the truth in love. And that's the message that God has given for this morning. But in way of a response time, in way of an invitation, would you just remember the words that you have spoken? In the last few days, just think about what you have done, not somebody else. What have you done in the last few days, last week, last month? Have your words been deceptive? Have they been manipulative? Have they been bitter? Have you withheld words uh, like love and encouragement? You know you should have spoken those encouraging words, but you didn't. Have you been prideful with your words? Have you been making inflated claims with your mouth? You know, we've got to remember right now, we're standing before God Almighty. You need to be honest with yourself because God knows it already, friend. God knows our sins, so quit trying to cover it up. Your spouse may not know it. Your kids, your parents, your brother, your sister. Nobody else knows it but you. Oh, yeah, and God. God knows it already. So let's quit covering it up. I want you to think about your attitudes. Your attitude. Have you been judgmental in ugly ways? Have you let envy gnaw at you? Have you felt entitled instead of grateful? What about your finances? (laughs) Where is it that you've not been trusting God to provide for you? Been trying to do it on your own? Where is it that you've not had God's heart for the poor or the needy or those that are less fortunate than you do do you need right now to confess to God your sin of hoarding have you had this undisciplined desire for more stuff (laughs) have you failed to give to the Lord the small amount that he commands us to give to him A measly 10%. We give a lot more than that for everything else we do, don't we? When God's the one that blessed you with the job you got, (laughs) God's the one that's blessed you with the income that you have. What about your behavior? Think about your behavior. Have you been engaging in sexual sins? Do you have a bad habit that you can't kick? Really, you're not trying that hard. Have you been selfish in your behaviors? This morning, do you need to speak the truth in love to somebody? I just ask you right now what is God convicting you of? What is God convicting you of this morning? Let's go to Him in prayer. Father God, You are in control. You are amazing. And we love You. And God, we trust that everything that occurs is in accordance with Your will. And Lord, I come to You to ask that You would be a part, continue to lead us, during this time of response, that we would respond to you the way that you want us to respond. And that none of us would push aside that still small voice. So Lord, whatever occurs in this time of response, invitation, I pray that your people, I pray that we would hear you And that if someone needs me to pray with them, I would love to. If they need to come to this altar and just pray on their own, maybe somebody else would pray with them. They need to go to somebody. Whatever needs to occur, let your will be done. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: You've been listening to the services at North Etowah Baptist Church. If you made a decision for Christ today, head over to northetowah.org slash contact. Fill out the form, and someone from our staff will be quick to contact you. Not to mention, we'd love to worship with you. All worship times and other activities can be found on our website. Thanks again for listening, and may God bless you.